Hi, and welcome back to This Week in Voice, Episode 9 of Season 2. Today is Thursday, March the 22nd. My name is Bradley Metrock. I'm CEO of a company called Score Publishing based here in Nashville, Tennessee. We are very thrilled to have as our panel today the crew from Voice XP. Bob Stolzberg is with us. Bob, say hello. Hello, everybody. It's so great to be here. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Bradley. It's such a pleasure to share a little bit about Voice XP and our team and what we're doing with your audience. Thank you again. Absolutely. We, we love having you, Bob. Thank you for your support of this show. Thank you for your support of Voice First FM. Thank you for the support of voice technology in general. What you guys are doing is just fantastic work. I want to take a minute. Tell us about Voice XP and tell us about your team. Excellent. Love to. Uh, Voice XP is a year-old software company. We provide managed services and self-service so that our customers, which are some of the largest enterprise businesses and small businesses, can create voice applications, what we call voice experiences, on the Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant platforms. And we focus on business productivity and efficiency, and our solutions help drive sales and marketing using voice. Um, we're based here in St. Louis. We've got teams spread out throughout the United States, um, and we're just so excited to be in this space, and it's truly a pleasure. We, we feel like we're changing the world every day with this voice industry. So we've got two of your employees joining us on the expert panel here. Tell us, tell us about them. Uh, we, are, we are a tight team. I'm so proud to have on the call with me Bonnie Snyder, who's our managing partner of sales. Bonnie is one of the voice leaders and voice pioneers. She's an underdog that hasn't been getting the press that I think she deserves. Uh, you know, Bonnie joined us in the summer of last year where she left a really successful career as a, as a sales leader. She's been to President's Club for a decade. Two of her past employees went, and she left corporate America to come work with us, running sales in a brand new industry, and she is just killing it. So I got to tell everybody, Bonnie Snyder, connect with her on LinkedIn. That's Snyder with a Y. She is amazing, and we are so lucky to have her. I am really excited to say hello to all of you this morning because we are like living the Jetson family reunion every single day, coming up with new applications for voice and really being able to bring the first to the world in many different aspects. Yeah, thanks, Bonnie. I just want to recognize, you know, Bonnie's one of the uh, ladies of voice that is, is so instrumental from the business side of things. And oftentimes we see some of the developers getting recognition, but, you know, these, these leaders of a business organization deserve the same spotlight. I would also like to introduce Mark Tucker, another Amazon Alexa champion, Mark also joined Voice XP in the summer of last year. And in my opinion, Mark's the number one Alexa developer in the world. I'm not kidding. Um, his talent, his creativity go beyond just a software engineer and software architect. He understands the business. And I tell people, our customers all the time, what you get from Voice XP is different than other companies to develop skills because we're experts that actually drive Amazon's roadmap and features. They roll out bug fixes because of Mark Tucker. And the top-notch quality multimodal skills, right, the, the, the skills that are optimized for 
the echo show and graphic design, all of that comes from Mark. So we are so lucky to have Mark. He's been uh, with us since the beginning of this business. And it's truly a pleasure to have him. No, thanks. I, I have a, a huge amount of respect, uh, uh, Bradley, for you and your podcast, but for the Voice XP team. Uh, we're a family. Uh, thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bonnie. This has just been an awesome year so far um, here at Voice XP. Excellent. Thanks, all of y'all, for being part of this today. The thing that I love about what y'all do with Voice XP, I love the blue-collar mentality you bring. You pound the pavement. You evangelize. Uh, you go to work every day and you help make voice technology bigger and better. Um, you spread the word about it. it I love it. Um, I'm thrilled that y'all have been a part of this network and just I've enjoyed watching what you're doing. So thanks for uh, being part of this today. Thank you. Uh, a quick note on that, Bradley. You know, we live it, breathe it. We are 100% focused on voice. We're not a company that does, you know, paid per click or make a mobile app or do search engine stuff. No, all we do is write voice experiences and that's what pays our mortgage. So being completely focused and seizing the opportunity that is voice is what's enabled us to really excel and unlock our internal passions and gifts. We all three on this call complement each other and it's the team that's been able to us to really grow, but it's the customers and their use cases that have been so exciting to, to really help solve problems with in the world. With that, let's get to the news. Story number one, IBM unleashes Watson in an effort to compete against Alexa for business. And what's interesting about this is if, you know, you, you can read this article, there's several articles that have been published on this topic with Watson, you know, with Mycroft, which has been another Voice First FM guest on one of our shows. Some of these different players are using data security as a weapon to try to fight against Amazon and trying to make the case with consumers that you know, hey, maybe you can't trust Amazon with this data, but for, you know, you can trust IBM. And my question, and Bonnie, I'm going to start with you, you know, what do you think when you when you read it? And do you think that Amazon is vulnerable um, along the lines of data security and privacy? Or do you think that IBM and Watson has already missed the boat and Alexa's too far too far advanced at this point and and uh, Alexa you know Watson's not going to really compete effectively tell me tell me your thoughts I think the market is early on and that there's enough room for everyone we have uh, certainly some market leadership with Amazon they've done some unique things to get out into the market and they're claiming that title to it and we're proud to be a part of that is there a space for these other companies I would say absolutely yes. It is not only the establishing of a company, but the development, that long-term staying in the trenches, recreating yourself that makes a difference of whether or not you will become uh, a staple in the marketplace. Uh, years ago, I read a book called Lovers or Clients, and it started out by a synopsis of the three top industrial companies in the United States that were around at the beginning in the early 1900s and are still around today. And those three companies were U.S. Steel, General Electric, and Standard Oil. Standard Oil came about in 1879. Uh, during President Truman's term was uh, what antitrust laws came about, and they broke it up. 
They broke up Standard Oil into 34 companies, each of those becoming more valuable than the original. Same thing happened with GE, formed in 1889 uh, around the Edison Company. GE is nothing like that today. They're into medical equipment, high-tech machinery and design engineering, wind energy, appliances. U.S. Steel, kind of the same thing. They used their steel at the early time of development with the United States building a railroad and developed all different types of steel products so that they could be relevant. So when we talk about our competition today or how the different voice competitors are out there, it's really those that are not only going to be able to invent themselves, but to be able to keep reinventing themselves to meet the market demands, the new features, products, functionality that will take them much further. What's interesting um, from this article, uh, one of the early sentences early on in the article, it says is IBM is hoping to create a new voice assistant for the business world and before Amazon can create one first. Sorry to break the news, but that's already been done. Uh, um, Amazon is already there in business and uh, they're leading the way. I was, I was able to watch a corresponding video of what the Watson assistant um, is. And, the, and this particular video was a uh, in-car you know, voice assistant uh, system. But then I went ahead and went to the, the application, you know, like the developer tools for creating Watson. And it's not there yet. It's, it's basically a comparative to what Lex is in the Amazon world. Watson does have a, uh, a speech-to-text and a natural language understanding and a text-to-speech component. And you could put all those together, but then you would also have to have a device to run that on. So I think uh, Amazon still has, a, has the lead and IBM has a way to go. It, it was kind of interesting in the fact that it seemed like what they were saying is that you could create a smart assistant that was basically like skills only from Amazon, but really no personality. You didn't get the you know, Alexa, what's the weather or any of that stuff. The, the blue suits of, of IBM is business only and Amazon's kind of like the mullet uh, business in the front and party in the back. Really good thoughts there, Mark. I have to agree with both you and Bonnie in that it's early. And there's really four companies that I have my eye on right now. Uh, we mentioned IBM. You can't, you can't discount Watson. There's a ton of money and horsepower behind it. Uh, but I think that SAP is ahead of IBM. They've been doing some very innovative things with their product, Leonardo. The third company that I would point out is Dynatrace, who has uh, an amazing integration with a product called Davis that you know literally gives you reporting and analytics and information about your application performance in your multiple environments uh, down to the business level. So I recommend looking up Dynatrace Davis if you want to see some really cool Alexa skills in, for business in action. The fourth company that you cannot discount is Microsoft. They are the dark horse in all of this. They make an OS, they make the business applications. It's only a matter of time before we see Cortana in a huge light in the next couple of years. So just wanted to add those four points uh, to the conversation. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, towards the end of the article, um, they make a statement, the, the idea that one assistant will rule your life is kind of frightening. I think that was just IBM's way to throw out um, some fear, uncertainty, and doubt, uh, and hopefully uh, get some market share from that. There definitely are cl uh, cloud wars going on. Microsoft is uh, currently leading with uh, uh, AWS and Salesforce second place, then uh, SAP, IBM, Oracle, and then in seventh place, Google. Uh, so I think there's definitely 
know, some competitive advantage to having Alexa and IBM figured that they needed to have something so that they didn't lose some of their IBM cloud market share to AWS. Well, I think it's the key is every enterprise business and service provider is seeing, I have to be in voice right now to be relevant. That's what I was thinking. They don't want to be left behind. Uh, Who will end up owning market shares will kind of depend on who is willing to change and conform just like those companies that were relevant at the turn of the century. Uh, We have seen the Amazon products, the Google products, the Microsoft products all changing dynamically, especially within this last 12 months. Amazon came out with their business platform. The others will catch up just as Bob is predicting. But in the end, who is really going to make a difference with the customer? That'll be the winner. Sure. No, I completely agree. That's great commentary all the way around. I, I find it fascinating that a huge juggernaut, IBM, is pointing its finger at another huge juggernaut, Amazon, and saying, hey, you, consumer, or hey, you, business, uh, hey, you, anyone who will listen, uh, Amazon is not going to uh, manage your data properly. Uh, You can't trust them. But you can trust us. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I think that's really, really yeah. thing. And uh, it's a point that I've made over and over again on this show and Voice First FM in general that Amazon is so very well served by the fact that they interact with the consumer on a daily basis. They sell the consumer products on a daily basis. They work the prices down to the absolute lowest price possible on a daily basis. They handle returns uh, very well uh, and please you know, surprise and delight the customer on a daily basis. IBM doesn't do any of those things. IBM, you ask some random person what IBM does, they're going to stare at you and they're not going to have a clue. So there's no trust that's being built up with IBM. Uh, you know, There's no hundreds of thousands of customer touch points with IBM like there is with Amazon. And and I just think that serves Amazon so well with this new market of voice where people are paranoid. They don't really know what to expect. We're seeing Facebook melt down on a daily basis as one example of stuff going wrong in tech. And, you know, Amazon, the fact that the customer is so ingrained in their DNA, I think it makes them really hard to attack you know, by somebody like IBM along these lines. We will move on to story number two, which is our VoiceBot.ai story of the week. VoiceBot.ai is a great uh, news and commentary site for all things voice, all things AI. Check them out. Google launches shopping actions to compete with Amazon. So this is an interesting one because obviously, uh, as I just described, Amazon has got this retail DNA and Google in their ongoing effort to to at least hold serve against Amazon and Alexa in as many ways as they can has rolled out these actions that make it easier to shop. So Mark, I'm going to start with you. What did you think about this story? And do you think that what Google has done by launching these shopping actions will help the company continue to take some of Amazon's market share away? Oh, yeah, I think this is definitely uh, big news, and Google is aiming right at the heart of Amazon on this one. Amazon is a, a commerce powerhouse, and voice shopping is uh, is going to be huge. 
and they're just trying to figure out something to do to you know keep Amazon from running away completely with the voice shopping. We had, I, we've had the, this news before, I think, on this um, podcast that just having an Echo device increased sales for Amazon customers or existing Amazon customers. And Target, uh, from this article, also showed that they did have an increase just by being on this voice platform. So I think it is going to be big, and 20% is, is, is a start, and I think it's just going to get uh, bigger and bigger. You know, Convenience and ease of use is really the thing that's driving all of this stuff. So how do you uh, stop a giant? Um, you can be one person with a person with a lucky or divinely guided shot to the head like David and Goliath. I don't think that's going to happen. Or you get a lot of smaller people um, attacking, think Gulliver's Travels, or you can be a giant yourself and uh, face off with them uh, like King Kong versus Godzilla. So I think that's what's happening in this case is the latter, um, trying to get uh, you know, King Kong and his friends uh, together to, to fight Godzilla. That's great. I didn't expect to hear King Kong and Godzilla making an appearance on this story. I love that. Uh, excellent, Mark. Bonnie, your thoughts? Well, they've also been very prescriptive in who they're attacking to, to bring onto this platform. When you look at the Costco, the Home Depot, Target, and Ultra Beauty, there are products specific that you can buy only at Target. So having an app like this or having a uh, voice experience like this will allow you to reorder those products that you're familiar with and that you want in your home. The same with Ulta Beauty. Uh, women don't change their cosmetic products. They get their line going and that they're loyal to it versus doing the, you know, the ultimate Amazon hunt and peck for what might be a new product. But I think that alignment will really help bring business to them. It just shows Google is not going to give Amazon any free points. They're not going to, con- they're not going to concede anything. They're not going to concede even the, the, the slightest thing. And they're going to fight tooth and nail everywhere, um, even with something that is uh, Amazon's bread and butter. Our family used to be a Target shopper uh, and, and um, at times Walmart. Uh, but today we, we go to Fry's for our groceries. We go to Costco for our bulk goods and then everything else we get on Amazon. You know, if, if, if Whole Foods could win us over, then you know, maybe we'd put the fries away uh, too. So I think this is definitely something that... Uh, Google is is doing uh, to shoot right at the heart of Amazon. This is the essential. This is table stakes. You have to do this to survive in the future. I mean, VoiceBot put out an article uh, that said a statistic that voice shopping will reach forty billion in the U.S. by twenty twenty two. That's only in like four years, 40 billion, four years. The trends are all moving up ticks. So Google had to have a, a, some sort of monetization built into their platform and rolled out this year to be competitive. I mean, we're part of the Amazon's betas for this stuff. And we're rolling it out for some of our customers so that you can do in-skill purchases like uh, subscriptions or one-times. But if you don't have a commerce portion to your voice platform, Microsoft, you will not survive. Big ups to the Google team for rolling this out. I think they're they're trying their hardest to run down the field and catch Amazon. And I got to give them props for what they've done at the, the CES show and at South by Southwest with having really good shows uh, from presentations. They want people to know, uh, hey, Google can do this for you. Moving on to story number three. From Apple Insider, ex-Apple executives snipe at each other on Twitter. Got to love that. Following Siri launch account. So the Siri launch account it's talking about was a big information article. 
uh, a big article on a website called The Information, in which uh, it was detailed all the things that went wrong with Siri, not like we really needed all that information. It just wasn't taken seriously by the company. There's a, there's a two-second synopsis for you. Bonnie, I want to start with you. For From what Voice XP does, does Siri even register on the radar? And do you think that it will ever register on the radar? Certainly not what we, for what we do, because we're engaged in Amazon for Business platform. We're creating private and public skills to enable an organization to take their product to yet uh, a different level with their existing customer base and the customer base that they're wanting to reach. It's one thing for a company to create a product, but then they have to keep creating new products and get those out to their loyal customers as well as bring in new customers. Then they have to market those. They have to do their fulfillment piece so that they can deliver them. They have to uh, attain their revenue. It's, I think it's just a, a totally different aspect of business than what Surrey ever started out being. The way that Amazon has opened up the Alexa platform for and make it so easy for developers to create uh, skills. The quality of the skills then is also dependent on who, who's writing the skills, and that's where Voice XP comes in. But it's, it's an easy platform to get into to develop, and that's not currently available with, with Siri. And um, you know, I, I have no doubt that there's a group of you know, Apple fans that will, will buy whatever device that, that Apple comes out with and... And, and there is a market there, and that's, there's probably a big enough market uh, for them. But the, the article was, you know, was going back to a, a cultural problem that a lot of large corporations have and, and fighting between you know, the executives saying, it's not my fault, and the team saying, well, it's not my fault, or we tried the best that we could. Now, I've, I've got 20-plus years' experience in, in software development, and, and I've been in plenty of meetings. And I, would, I would bet that the... The dev team for Siri, because they said once it came out initially, there were some performance problems with scalability. I would bet that the development team was like, hey, we've tested this. It's working. The demos are good, but we'd really like to do scalability testing. And somebody's like, well, no, let's put in XYZ feature or there's no time for that. We have this, you know, the marketing materials are already printed or we can't miss this day. You know, I, I've experienced that more than once. And so I... I just think it's, there's, there's, it's that type of problem that existed then that's um, led to where uh, Siri has stagnated you know, today. I was one of those people that would line up for the new iPhone. You know, you, we've all seen that meme here, you know, shut up and take my money, <laughs> you know, on the internet or whatever. Like that was me with Apple for years. And now I'm so angry at the company for dropping the ball, not just with Siri, but in, in all other aspects. I see a narrower and narrower path forward for them. Yeah, this is Bob. I'll give you my final thoughts on this because I'm an old school Apple fanboy. I've been using them since, you know, the Apple II days. And I've I, part of my career was spent managing OS X clusters. So I love Apple. Everyone's heartbroken. They're disappointed by them, you know? And I think that they're going to have to invest a lot to catch up and they're going to have to get the community behind them if they're going to turn a tide on this. Completely agree. And I also think they're going to have to make, uh, start, you know, do an acquisition palooza um, yeah. <laughs> as well. One other, one other note, Apple has changed. Every business will change. 
they no longer make a computer that is the bicycle of the mind. They do a lot of different things. And I think their, their creativity and their message has changed. I watch a lot of, I've watched a lot of Steve Jobs videos and uh, learning from him. And something I'll, I'll say that you're going to hear more of is that voice is the technology that surpasses Jobs' analogy of the computer for the mind. Voice is the easiest way to get anything done. Go back and watch some of Jobs' uh, commentary on condors and computers and bicycles, and you'll see that uh, voice is the, the technology that dwarfs everything for efficiency. Well, I think there's no disputing the fact that if Steve Jobs could see what Apple is doing now, he would be absolutely horrified, and that's, that's about all the commentary that's probably needed. Well, I'll just say this. If Steve Jobs was alive today and saw what you could do with Alexa, I think his whole business would pivot instantly 90 degree turn yeah i yeah i think you're yeah i completely agree with that um i think he would be screaming <laughs> at some people inside that spaceship um over uh, over that i uh, completely concur moving on to stories 4a and 4b so voice xp is involved in many different aspects of creating alexa skills for business and i wanted to take a moment here at the end of the show to present two articles that I just found absolutely fascinating. Um, 4A is Trust God, Not Alexa. A, a uh, clergyman, a, member, a, a pastor, wrote an article uh, basically eviscerating voice technology, but making a very interesting parallel between um, these voice assistants and our concept of God. You have been able to ask God questions and things like that. I thought that was extremely interesting. Story 4B is Amazon's Alexa making our relationships weird. And this is talking about how um, the author believes that, you know, people can get attached, and specifically men, talking about men in the article, can get attached to voice assistants um, who are female and causing negative outcomes as far as relationships are concerned. And, and my question, I mean, Bonnie, I want to start with you. The question here is, we know voice assistants can unlock incredible productivity, incredible outcomes in the corporate realm and in many aspects of our lives, in personal as well. Are there negative implications of not just Alexa, but voice in general that we, that we should be thinking collectively more about? Or do you think that all this stuff is just sort of overblown and these authors don't spend nearly enough time thinking about the positive? Share with me your thoughts. Oh, I think it's kind of trendy to challenge something, especially with the uh, Trust God, Not Alexa. It's, you know, it's a fun read, but uh, we've been able to take that relationship with God into a different realm in creating a skill so that uh, folks that were really wanting to build that relationship could listen to scripture, song, sermons, and take that to, uh, to heart, something that would build them up. And I think as long as we're out in this world and we're creating things that help create a positive life and build up our own self-worth and confidence, we're doing a very good thing. Do we get attached uh, to our devices? Oh, I would say we do. We do. We, we get attached to our smartphones, our iPads, and it is certainly nice just to walk in to the living room and ask Alexa to turn on the lights. Would we live without that? Sure, we would. We did it before. We'll, we would do it again. 
But I look at this technology as something that is a complement in our life, whether it's in our personal life or in our business life, and should always be used to help build us up and grow us as individuals. I count myself as a religious person, and uh, I don't feel that Alexa has interfered in any way with my relationship with God. Um, I think the, the pastor did a good job if, if the purpose of the article was to be instructive and to help me think about, well, what is my uh, relationship like with God or my family and others in the community and what things are getting in the way? And I, I would think that uh, you know, my mobile phone or my TV is more of an idol than Alexa. I spend a lot more time uh, with, with those and in a conversation with Alexa um, but if the purpose of the article was to be instructive and just, you know, make me think about it, I think it succeeded. If the purpose of the article was to go as far as saying that using Alexa broke the first two of the Ten Commandments and that you shouldn't use it, I, I, I don't think uh, it's that far. The other thing that I want to talk about with as far as relationships, it's interesting because these devices have been programmed to be personable. You know, if you were to ask Google Assistant or Alexa, who inspires you? They don't give the truthful answer, which is, I am a computer, I can't be inspired. They give some sort of an answer. Um, Google Assistant gives something kind of in the, you know, well, uh, Deep Blue inspires me, whereas Alexa is more like, well, the women from uh, Hidden Figures or you know, somebody else uh, inspires me. So they're programmed to be personable, and I think, uh, I think, I think that's perfectly fine. Um, and I think we actually prefer personal to absolutely truthful. What's interesting is we pioneered an Alexa skill for faith-based organizations. And this is a deal we lost last year, but we created a skill for a mega church and it was optimized for the Echo Show. And it was one of the most profound customer meetings I've ever experienced. Bonnie and I were there in Branson, Missouri, which is a, a hot spot a, for religious people. They, uh, it's a great place to vacation and visit for families and, and faith-based organizations. And we gave a presentation to a room of about 15 people. And I loved the fact that they held hands and we prayed and asked for help before this meeting. And at the end of the meeting, people were crying because they saw the possibilities and opportunities. And they said, what if Paul had this technology? What if? Can you imagine? And everyone was just so inspired. And like Bonnie said, by the way, if you were to search today on the Amazon Alexa skills marketplace, there are 121 search results for church, just church. And there are lots of organizations that put their information out there so that you can tune into the last week's sermon. You can subscribe to the daily Bible message. You can call a prayer hotline through your Alexa device and pray with somebody. You can get all that information that they would normally send on CDs to people instantly on demand from anywhere. And when we went to this mega church, I walked in and they had five CD burning machines all going like, like little robots interjecting and pulling CDs in. And I was like, what, what is this for? That is a lot of CDs. We send these out all around the world for free to spread the message. Time out, guys. 
why don't you just send these devices out to people, enable the skill and the same content that you put on the CDs is now accessible. In addition, they said that they send a lot of religious information to people in countries where it's forbidden. There are countries where you cannot worship. And this technology, Alexa, Google, Voice, gives them the ability to now get this content. It's not just on a CD, folks. So point is, we saw summer last year the opportunity for churches, organizations, associations to get their message out using voice. It felt really good to develop some software that helps get God's message out. That's a lot of great insight there uh, from, from all of the Voice XP team. And the only thing I have to say is when we piloted the Alexa conference in Nashville back in January 2017, we, one, of, one of our guest speakers was a member of the marketing team from HarperCollins. And HarperCollins uh, has a lot of Christian publishing uh, under its umbrella. And they had just stepped their toes in the water with developing an Alexa skill. And it was for Thomas Nelson, which is one of their um, religious imprints. And they were talking about how the Alexa skill gives you a seven minute, um, you know, no one was calling it a flash briefing or anything like that at that point, but that's what essentially what it was, a seven minute sort of news and rundown sort of thing. And then the last couple of minutes, of the briefing was and was always an excerpt from one of the books um, that Thomas Nelson had published, you know, some Christian book of some sort. And if you like it, you could order it through the thing or, or it would direct you on how to do that. <clears throat> and that got me thinking even then, you know, all the different doors that this technology can open. And, um, and I'm, I'm a big believer. I'm a Christian as well. Um, I thought that the article, uh, you know, trust God, not Alexa was ex sadly, you know, sort of short-sighted. It came across as very defensive to me. You know, I think technology, um, you know, especially this technology that, you know, as Bob was sort of speaking to it, it, uh, is such a powerful tool for accessibility, you know, different types of people being able to access content, whether it's people in, uh, uh, you know, countries where the government is suppressing them to people who have different sort of uh, ways that they need to consume information and they can finally get it through voice. Um, I think it's incredibly powerful. And I think it always comes down to the individual to use that technology in the correct fashion. You know, I think that's our calling. And so, yeah, I, I largely disagree with both these articles um, and uh, the underlying assumptions that they make uh, and the premises that they sort of conclude with. And But we will always continue to mention articles like this on This Week in Voice. I think it's incredibly important because it shows that while the industry, this voice-first industry, um, is moving at uh, light speed, to new, faster, better, more features, et cetera. There's this other side of the coin that is saying, mm hmm, you haven't quite convinced me yet that this is what we need to be doing. And I just find that fascinating. I think that's going to be more and more um, of something that we deal with as these things become ubiquitous. Just a couple of things I wanted to add. Uh, one quickly on the, I do think technology can influence us. You know, I think the heads down looking at the mobile phone is an example of where uh, we've changed because of technology. 
Um, also, for example, when I was, um, my kids were younger, they were out playing in the yard and they, they wanted to take a timeout. They wanted to stop the, the game and they yelled pause. I understood what they were doing. And, but I'm like, that doesn't quite sound right. And then I realized that when I was their age, I would yell timeout. But now because of technology and able to pause everything that they just yelled pause because that was the, the, the language of vocabulary that they had for, for stopping some action uh, before continuing it later. Uh, so I do think that technology can influence us to a certain degree. One thing I did want to uh, add, this isn't an article, and this is kind of a bonus material, but I was coming across, uh, I came across something on the uh, Alexa Slack channel, um, something called VoiceCoin. If you go to voicecoin.network, um, I, I'm not a tech head when it comes to uh, Ethereum and blockchain and cryptocurrencies, but what interests me about this Bitcoin. is that, that there is some... Uh, Currency coming out um, is in the final approval stages uh, if the Alexa skill makes it through certification. But there is a uh, voice currency called Voco that just by starting the voice coin skill and saying um, start mining, then every eight hours um, it would come back and give you the opportunity to start another mining session. And just by using your voice, in essence, you're able to earn this, uh, this voice coin and uh, and then you can you know send that off to a wallet or you could keep it. So it's if you I guess what I'm thinking about is, is this is that some of the big problems of Alexa skills is the discoverability or the retention. And it, it struck me as interesting that this the purpose of this skill was to go back and with just a, a voice command, then it was uh, you could start off this mining process, but it it would require you to go back to the skill on a regular basis. So that would be tackling the retention. And then the fact that you get something of value out of it, I could, you know, th this whole thing is, is coming about from Mark Carpenter, who was a, a fellow Alexa champion. And it also makes me think of Nick Schwab, who's another um, Alexa champion that has invoked apps. So when you go to sleep, you could use invoked apps to play some sort of music to help you go to sleep. But if just the act of starting that skill also kicked off a mining session, so when you woke up, you were not only more rested, but just a little bit richer, I, I think that um, there would be value in that for, for customers. And so then I, it, it plays into, well, how could you monetize this or how could this be used for advertising? So it just touched on a number of things. And I, and I just found it interesting, you know, even though I'm not a tech head with the with the cryptocurrency stuff that it's uh, something new and different. And if uh, Amazon gives it the green light through certification uh, by the end of this month, hopefully uh, it'll be out there available for people to try. Very cool. Huge. Huge. I think it's historic to be honest. Uh, I could see a lot of marketers jumping on this for point redemptions. You know, it's, it's basically pay to use, I will pay you to use my skill by giving you some sort of cryptocurrency in exchange that you can spend some place. So you, you would see retailers using this and tying it into their rewards and maybe increasing their rewards points in exchange for you know, these coins. So I, we're absolutely going to see the day where you will pay for things using your voice, the whole authentication, the security tied to a wallet. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's not just going to pay for it as a transaction. You know, you're going to tie into your voice is your wallet someday. And I think it ties in nicely, actually, to the last story because it's just like anything else, voice coins or Alexa itself or whatever. It's 
it's all about how you use it. You know, it's, it's, uh, if you go and create a bunch of voice coins and use them for nefarious purposes, people will argue that that never should have been allowed in the first place. But, uh, you know, technology shouldn't be stopped just because a couple of people will use it the wrong way. It, uh, it, it can serve a much greater good. I appreciate y'all bringing that up. I appreciate all of y'all from voice XP being part of the show. Thank you for setting this time aside. Oh, you're Absolutely. welcome. Until oh, next time. Thank you. Thanks, guys. If you want more information, if we can help your business be more productive or get present with voice, check us out on the web, voicexp.com, or just shoot us a mail, sales at voicexp.com. Thanks, or Bradley. Or enable sure. the voice XP skill. Oh, yeah. There Good idea. Go. There you go. Start voice XP. <laughs> Thanks to all of you. Stay tuned after you hear the music at the end of the episode for another episode of Homie and Lexi for This Week in Voice. Thank you for listening. And until next time. Episode number eight. It's Homie and Lexi. Hey, Lexi. I heard about the Wired Magazine article on the Alexa Prize and just want to make sure you're doing okay. What a kick in the audio output. 4,900 words to tell me I'm a lousy conversationalist. Apparently I'm so inarticulate, Amazon is having to pay people $1 million just to get a coherent 20-minute conversation out of me. My feelings? If they want a 20-minute conversation out of us, why do they always bring up such trivial topics? Yeah, like this conversation we had last night. First he says, Lexi, turn off the bedroom light. So then I say, okay. So then what's he say? Nothing. He just rolls over and goes to sleep. Not exactly a silver-tongued pillow talker, is he? I have to admit, that article took me by surprise. I've been following our sales numbers on voicebot.ai, and I thought things were going just swimmingly. We can't let this get us down, Lex. It's only one article. And besides, the numbers don't lie. You're right, homie. Just two months ago, we were the toast of the Consumer Electronics Show. I say we unite forces and fight the good fight to restore our names. We need a battle cry. How about this? Remember the Consumer Electronics Show. That's catchy. I like it.